This is Captivated Minds. I'm Stan. I'm Jake. And this is a Movie Mayhem. This one is on red. Red, red, one. Red, Doesn't red supposed to stand for something? Isn't it like retired, elderly, dead, or something like that? Something like that. At, at some point, it was supposed to be an acronym for something. something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, we've... Uh, the last Movie Mayhem, we did Central Intelligence, uh, which is a buddy comedy. Now we're going into Red, which is still pretty... It has its moments. It has its moments, and after this, we'll do Red 2. Might as well just... Go with it. Go with it. Yeah. So the opening scene, the movie opens with an alarm clock. We see Bruce Willis get up out of bed, wake for the day. It's kind of a slow start. We see the title card. As he takes his morning pills, he has his coffee and does his morning routine. He even looks at his bills pays one from what we see his life is super ordinary so he calls the irs because they sent out a check we come to find out it's only because he likes uh sarah i believe is mary louise parker's character he's calling her because he wanted to talk to her so we go from ordinary guy to someone who's a little sneaky but has good intentions the chemistry is evident we only get a couple of moments into this film and it does seem like Bruce Willis is stuck in this suburban-like hell. There's a clear pattern of him repeating the same day over and over. Yeah, just... Like a bad Groundhog Day, almost. Just a real ordinary... You really don't know where this movie's going. Yeah, it's right. just like him yep. being this ordinary dude. Just like Almost borderline grandpa. That's right. It's really what it is. So uh, we gather all of our information from IMDb because it's a great source uh, resource to help uh, find just general information on movies. So here's some fun facts. Dame Helen Mirren had to learn how to shoot a gun without blinking so as it to look like uh, more an experienced killer. So did you know, since you brought that up, yeah. while filming uh, Austin Powers, yeah. Michael Myers could not stop blinking every time he shot. That's funny. So they tried forcing him to, and he just couldn't do it. So if you actually watched those films over and over again, yeah. every time he shoots, he blinks really hard. That's funny. <laughs> so Carl Urban nicked Bruce Willis with a cup. He throws at him in their fight scene. Because he f- threw it faster than Willis expected, you can see a slight look on surprise on Willis's face during the scene. I'm, that is so awesome. Because yep. it really looked like, like he was authentic. So, yeah. so I guess it was authentic. Yeah. Uh, Malkovich read the first 40 pages of the script, liked it, but he asked his agent why he was, why he was up for the role as Frank. He said, he told his agent that he was reading the wrong lines and he wanted Marvin instead. (laughs) That's great. Isn't that great? That's amazing. Oh, I love Marvin was my, one of my favorite characters in this one. He does such a good job in this movie. He does because what I—he's lo- ex- he's so eccentric and over what, the top. What I love—he's the comical part, right? Yeah. But what I love about him is in any movie he acts in, he can do anything. That's he right. can be the villain. The he good can guy. be the good guy, the comic guy. He can just be serious. We haven't seen him as the romantic guy though. No, I don't think he could. Being John Malkovich as close as it got. Right. That's yeah. That's. Still That's weird. still weird. It's still weird, right? So Frank Moses' birth date in the dossier is revealed as March 12, 1955. Also, Bruce Willis' real birthday. Is it really? Yep. Oh, that's cool. That is kind of neat. Uh, the purse Victoria used as a weapon was Dame uh, Helen Mirren's own purse. 
It was uh, given to her as a gift from Ar- Giorgio Armani. Since it went so well with the dress she was wearing and the purse was part of the script, she after she could use it, the, pursu- uh, the producer said yes. Wow. Isn't that kind of neat? That's, That's kind of neat. neat. Um, Dame Helen Mirren signed on because she wanted to work with Bruce Willis. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. They do have good chemistry, too. They together. do. Yes. It just has like a friendly chemistry. Yep. During filming in Toronto, the police received several phone calls about the gunfire from local residents who mistook the movie's gunshots for the real thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at least they were, like, accurate. (laughs) Yeah. So, as they're looking up at the Asian Asian Studies book in New York City uh, Library, Frank says uh, something in Chinese which states, I lived in China a few years ago, is what he says in Chinese. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I It comes out here, but I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to butcher Chinese. Right, yeah. As the script came together, it became obvious to everyone uh, that the only person who should play the lead would be, like, they all thought it had to be Bruce Willis. Right. The white gown that uh, Helen Mirren wears at the climax impressed her so much, she seriously considered wearing it to the Oscars. That would have been cool. That would have been fucking cool, yeah. That would have been cool. Uh, yeah, so here's another one. Uh, da, 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 da. Victoria Helen Hel- Mirren was inspired by Martha Stewart for her character. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's the cast. we got a big one. we got uh, Bruce Willis as Frank Moses, Mary Louise Parker as Sarah Ross. We've got Carl Urban as William Cooper. Morgan Freeman, Joe. Uh, we've also got John Malkovich as Marvin, and that's the that's the big part of it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's really Marvin's the best. Or Carl Urban, I like his character Our, too. Yes, he does he, a he, fantastic he, job. I think this is one of his earlier roles. <clears throat> oh me. yeah, Has, yeah, ten definitely. years ago, yeah. So here's the budget. Uh, the box office, the budget. Uh, sorry, was uh, fifty-eight million. Fifty-eight. I'm gonna say it did thirty. Lower. Twenty-five. Lower. Twenty-two. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Opening weekend. It was a flop. Opening weekend. Wow. Gross though. Now here's re- this is the second movie we've done in a row now that's like this. Gross is ninety million. So again, maybe it, it came- was a hit. Maybe it came Hit out. DVD sales? Right. Renter sales? I don't... And then the net worldwide is almost $200 million. So it was a hit worldwide, too. Yeah, so... I mean, I didn't... When I first saw this, I didn't go to theaters to I see didn't this. go to theaters. I, I saw, saw it on DVD. I saw it when it came out. On DVD, right. yeah. So I just... I don't know. I really loved the movie, so it's kind of... It maybe makes it sense why they made another one. It was either it went up against something again. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't like advertised as well i don't know but it but it did well overall just not opening weekend right so here's where it was filmed we've got a lot of locations we've got toronto uh ontario library cambridge ontario brampton ontario royal york hotel ontario church street ontario toronto uh so up in canada eh? yeah yeah they filmed the whole thing in canada eh uh, Toronto, Chinatown, Toronto, Louisiana. Oh, there's one. 
New Orleans in Louisiana, Mark Toronto, New Orleans. So yeah, New Orleans or Toronto. That's really that's really that's a lot. And how far, like how far apart? Totally far apart. You got the very bottom of the United States, or like in Canada. Canada. Yeah. So here are three other movies that came out this year. We got 127 Hours. Okay. Yeah. Easy A. That's with uh, Emma Stone. Emily, uh, yeah, Emma Stone. In the town. Oh. So, so it's it's up against 127 hours and the town. It's up against some. The some town was, was good. good. 127 hours though. That was good. 120. Right. It's that good. was fantastic too. Yeah. So I mean, those are two good movies that they're up against. So I, yeah. Yeah. We, we already talked about this one. You you rented it. I I rented it too when it first came out. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. I yep. mean, it was it was good. It was a good watch. So. I mean, I yeah. laughed. I I thought it was a lot funnier this yeah. this time around than because it had been a long time it was, since I'd seen it. It had that mixture of serious and comedy, but off kilter comedy though. Yes, like the banter was pretty organic, uh-huh. and the chemistry between people seemed nice. Seemed really good. Like they played well. You could off tell together. they enjoyed working, working with each other, and that makes a big that, difference. That makes a difference. I you can tell about a movie. When you don't see that type of chemistry. That's right. Y- it affects the movie. That's right. So here are some awesome scenes. We have number 14, Frank, wakes up in the middle of the night. Uh, something from what we see he does not do often. As he's waking up in the middle of the night, his home is ra- raided by what we can assume is some sort of Navy SEAL team. Three uh, men move in, but what they got, uh, they move in, but... They got nothing. He takes them all down instantly without saying a word. So right out of the gate, he doesn't give two shits. No. Nope. And he's just bam, bam, bam. And it showcases that this is what he does. Yeah. Without saying it. Without saying it. Doesn't say a word. Just nope. taking some all three out. So I do like the transitions um, from when they go to city to city. You see the postcard. Yes. That's a nice, that's, that's nice that's transitional. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you see the image, and then boom, you're right there. That was really cool. Those are nice. So number 13, we have the Kansas uh, City transition, which is a nice twist. We go from one story directly into the the second story, and she's on a bad date with this guy. It's kind of sounds like a douchey guy. And uh, she, uh, Mar- Sarah, Mary Louise Barker's character, goes into her apartment, and Frank's already there. That's a... Yeah. <laughs> nice running joke. Yeah. From the other CIA from movie the, too. Yes. From Central Intelligence. The Rock yep. does that too. The Rock does that so too. So I wonder if that's a giant CIA running gag. Right. Yeah. It it could be. It could be. Yeah. Like a Batman gag. So like I mean if around. you think about it, we're going to be watching a lot of CIA movies. I bet you we'll see that. I think it'll just be these two. Because I some I think, of the other ones I they think may in, not I think in Bad Company it happens. Yeah, I think you're right. Where or he, not enemy of the state, though. Not enemy of the state, but I think Bad Company, all of a sudden, like, he's just there in a room waiting for him. Yeah. Type of deal. Yeah. Uh, he cleaned her house. I find that fucking yeah, hilarious. That's hilarious. Did you vacuum? I va- yeah, why'd you vacuum? Um, New Orleans, we're now in a hotel. The back and forth between them is really nice. He can tell, they, you know, he was in the CIA. She doesn't believe him. We see Morgan Freeman being a dirty old man, and I... I love that part. Yeah. They yeah. talk about their old work. Uh, Morgan Freeman gives them the rundown of who went after them. 
Carl Urban is running on his ass, and the dynamic cat-mouse chemistry between Urban and Willis is nice. I really like how it's set up and played out throughout the whole yes. thing. In New York City, they're, all, they're really moving across country. They cut right to Chinatown, where we see these two fake uh, couple trying to figure this out. There's a back and forth, and it's a nice touch. Uh, Mary Louise Parker tries to go the nice route, while Bruce, Bruce Willis wants to go the not-so-nice route. It is kind of shocking uh, that uh, Bruce Willis seems smarter than he looks. Right. You you don't think he's going to be the super smart guy. You think he's just the hammer. That's right, but he's not. But he's he, not. And he keeps letting you know. Uh, so the other part of this movie, which I thought is my favorite, which uh, is the second... Uh, we've done uh, two movies so far that have this actor in it. Um, and he's a great actor. And we love both of the movies that this actor is. You know who I'm talking about, right? No. Ernest Borgnine. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That man does not age no, at all. No. So Ernest, number 10 is Ernest Borgnine telling Carl Urban about Frank. It's right. really funny. Yes. Because every time we have an Ernest Borgnine movie, it's been a good movie. It so has far. been. Yeah. We, we can't. It's, maybe it's Borgnine. He brings it all together. <laughs> um, number nine, Pensacola, Florida. We're now in Florida, and they're stealing a boat and going into the Florida countryside. Uh, the John Malkovich opening part as he leaps out of the bushes is hilarious. I, I just still have this scene stuck in my head. Uh, Frank tells uh, Marvin to take the knife away from his balls. <laughs> It's this so, is the way he says, can you so, remove a knife? From but it's balls? also like, uh, come inside. Yeah. And they're like, we're, we're going to go up to your house. Well, that's not my house. That's a decoy. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, they walk. The fact they talked about he was on acid every day for 11 years. Every day for 11 years. Lucky yeah, don't, don't worry. Yeah, just don't worry about him. He was on acid for 11 years. And I was like, so is he Aussie? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, number eight, Mobile, Alabama. So, at this point in the movie, we have a ragtag team. Marvin basically tells Frank that someone was following them. Marvin has a, a pink pig, and then he's carrying around. We learn that the CIA wants to drive in and drive out. In a single moment, Marvin was right, and they were shooting at them. The CIA is now fully engaged in war with these three people, and it's it's kind of funny. Uh my favorite line from this scene is, old man, my ass. Yeah, so uh, leading leading up to that, he yeah. grabs this girl. Yeah. And Bruce is like, what are you doing? She's one of them. I saw the uh, camera she, in the bag. I saw it. She's one. And he's, you're losing your mind. That's the whole thing. Like, you're crazy. You're crazy. Just leave her alone. I'm telling you. And then he lets her go. He was right. And he was right. That's Frank and the gang. That sounds like something from Philadelphia. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, Frank and the gang end up going to the Russians for help, and the gang thinks it's a bad idea. They have to do what they have to for help. The Russians surround him as they let him in. The Russian pulls out a knife, opens some vodka. They share a shot of vodka. The Russian gets Frank drunk. Frank tells him he's raiding the CIA. That's a nice little scene. Yeah. Uh, number six, we're in Langley, Virginia, CIA headquarters. They arrive at CIA. Frank just gives him the lowdown on where they are and their backgrounds as they walk in. 
They manage to break in, get into the CIA. They even get down to the gatekeeper, Morborg 9. And uh, he tells them he can give them a hand. It goes from the uh, number five. It goes from the bottom of the CIA to Frank and Cooper fighting in Cooper's office. I really like this yes. fight scene. This is a great fight scene. With Aerosmith, as soon as you hear Aerosmith drop, uh-huh. you know it's going to be a good fight scene. Frank gets a couple of good shots, even breaks his arm. In a classic switcheroo, Frank steals Cooper's ID. The fire is their way out, and uh, Morgan Freeman is live. I like that little ending because yeah. it starts off as kind of a tension-building scene, and then as you're going in, you just see a gun on Marvin, and as he opens the ambulance, that's when you see Morgan that, Freeman's live. Right. Um, yeah, that that was all, that's an also... We'll get into it, but it's also an oh shit moment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Eagle's Nest, Chesapeake, Minnesota. 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 It is a house, really fancy house in the middle of nowhere, a nice estate. Victoria is like a medic of, in her field. Victoria tells Frank she, she takes odd contracts on the side, and the routine of normal life is boring. So it's kind of like him getting the band back together, and he's yeah. finding various people. The entire team is on the mission, and this is scene number three. Each person does their role. This girl, uh, girl time is kind of nice, Victoria and Sarah. Yep. Victoria tells her that if she breaks his heart, she'll be dead. It is kind of nice to see a girl do that instead (laughs) of two guys. Yeah, uh, two guys. So the twist on that is nice. Yep. And uh, again, this one has a good cameo too, the Richard Dreyfuss uh, cameo. Yeah. I say it's a cameo. Yeah, definitely. Uh... The number two scene is the interrogation scene with uh, our crew and Dreyfus is kind of a hilarious and to the point because they're all veteran actors and they're all trying to play off each other really right. well and it is working really well. I mean, if you think about it, just an entire room of A-listers. That's right. Well, Dreyfus isn't. Dr- no. Has more. You know what I mean. Yeah. But like most of them. Most of the A-listers. Yeah. Has, yeah. Um, the fact that the vice president causes all this. And uh, Morgan Freeman bitch bitch slaps uh, Dreyfus is hilarious. (laughs) FBI also raids the place. There's no clean exit. Morgan Freeman gets shot to save the rest of the crew. That's kind of a sad scene. And sediment. The scene between Frank and Cooper is a nice button-up-like scene. Frank just tells Cooper how he was once just like him, but age and perspective has changed that. Anything you love can be taken away in a moment. Cooper gets the trace, and Frank is at Cooper's house. If anything happens to Sarah, Cooper's family will be dead. Frank says he's going to kill the vice president. Frank also leaves all of his documents and documentation at Cooper's. Frank lets Cooper in, and it it matters because they've been fighting the whole movie. So out of those scenes, which one did you like the most? Ah... So, when they first get to McAvoy's place, yeah. when you first meet his character, McAvoy's character. Malkovich? Malkovich, sorry. You confused me for a second yeah. there. When you first meet, meet his, his character, character. Yeah. it's fantastic. Okay, I, I like that scene too, but that's not my favorite. My favorite is when he, sh- uh, the old man, my ass, when he's shooting at the rocket launcher. Yes. And it's just one shot. And, and he hits, hits it, it blows up. up. Yeah. yeah, I like that's my favorite. Uh, let's see what else we got here. So here's some questions we had while watching it. 
So you call her about the check. How many times does Frank call Sarah about the check before this movie? It had been several, like... I say it's a dozen. A dozen times, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it, he has this, like... They have this chemistry you know, already built up. You know what it reminds me of? Night in the Roxbury? When he calls the uh, credit card woman? I don't remember that part, but yes. So he, he's working in... Uh, his father's shop. Yeah. And every time someone pulls out a credit card, oh, I have to check this credit card. And he calls this her woman. up. Yeah. What are you doing calling me again? Yes, it's fine. It's fine credit card. But they have this like nice banter. little yeah. banter. So it's the same thing. He's yeah. just, he probably once lonely. called her. He lo- he's lonely too. Liked how she sounded. Yeah. And she's really it, pretty. And instantly was hooked. So then it was like, I'm going to constantly call this woman. Did you ever watch Weeds? Yeah, Weeds was fantastic. Weeds was fantastic. I think she was doing this at the same time she was doing Weeds. I think we watched like at least a season. It's good. It's a, a funny. season Weeds. Or I, something. I thought yeah. it was funny. funny. Uh, why can't Frank sleep? He wakes up at just an, a weird time in the middle of the night. Oh, here's one for you. I don't know if you paid attention. Does the glowing snowman light, when Frank sets up his light, his snowman light, indicate when someone is near? By it flashing for a second, so when the steam, when the SEAL team comes in, the uh, snowman, snowman is tripped, right. and then they come in. I wonder if it's a silent alarm. That makes sense. Because it's right. not implied, but it's it's kinda, not right. But isn't that kind of? I thought that that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. How the hell does he take out three guys without saying a word and just bam, they're down? How does he have it timed right? Okay. Here's another one. How does he, okay, there's one, is taking out three guys without a word. How does he have it timed out perfectly to cook the bullets and break the cement at the same exact time? You would figure that the bullets would cook faster than the cement breaking, right? But yet so they're both timed out evenly. What, what I got out of that was he had to have either done it before but the timing, though. Right. The timing what I'm, is just... What I'm thinking is because break he's... cement, though? Because he's so smart. Because he is. His character is very smart. That's right. He just knows exactly what he's doing. So yeah. to have it in the normal world, yeah, things could happen. There could be a bad round, blah, 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 blah. But I think because it must have been at some point he either practiced it so many times, like in his head, yeah, that he just knew or he's done it before. So is that a cliche? Because we see it in John Wick too, right? The cement thing. The is that cement. A, is that a, like an, an ex CIA cliche? Uh, Maybe. Yeah. yeah, we'd have to look into other movies and see if we find it again. I mean, it's a good way to hide things. It is a good, but if you need it under cement, you gotta fight. I for I know. Him. That's you a gotta. Pain. I mean, look how long it took him to break that cement with a sledgehammer in John Wick. Yeah. How much does he leave in his lockbox? How much do you think is in the lockbox? Oh, it doesn't really it say. It doesn't really say. You say less than a million? I would say less than a million. 50,000? But, but it's it's definitely up there. I would say fifty to 80,000. I'd say that, yeah. too. That makes sense. Why would you put a, lock, a gun in your lockbox if you needed the gun that's in the lockbox? That's my other question. Right. I, I mean... You like, I mean, so, if you needed a gun, if someone's entering your home, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not for guns or against, but I'm just saying, 
if someone's entering your home and you needed a gun, wouldn't you think you would want that gun most convenient? Not you, buried so, under six feet of concrete in your basement? So we're, I think it has to do with him hiding the fact that he was a CIA agent. That's really what this is all about. Yeah. The thing is, though, he could technically have a gun somewhere else in his room or something and still hide the fact he's a CIA agent. That's where I'm a little confused about it. Yeah, that's where I was a little confused about it, too. Because, an av- you know, most citizens here in the U.S., mm-hmm. like, we have the most gun owners ever. Yeah. So, depending on where he is presiding, where is he living in the movie? I don't even know if it really says, does it? It, it showcases where he moves in the movie, but right. Not but where it doesn't. He... Does it come from? I'm sure if we because I mean it has to. Maybe they're trying to go with it has to deal with the state he lives in. You can't yeah. have a firearm. Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, but, that makes sense. Um, but huh. you're you're absolutely right. As a single man yeah. living in a house, you would think you'd have a gun next to his bed. More more readily. Available. Where I have one. In a lockbox. It's locked up because I have kids. But if there was an emergency and you needed it, getting it unlocked. That's where the struggle is. That's right. That's all. I'm right. That's yes. all I was saying is that's if he needed st- if he needed it in an emergency, would he have the struggle of right. time? Obviously, breaking into a concrete thing to get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a little overkill. That's right. So, how can we believe that he can get to Kansas so quickly? Um. Yeah. See, that's where... I've drove cross-country. You can't get anywhere quickly. That's where some movies, I don't think they have this, like, concept of time. No. It just seems like everything moves so quick when it this, comes to certain this movies. This one did move very quickly, from yeah. what I noticed. Especially when, if you look at some movies and they have a, uh, a time schedule, right? Yeah. We have to get all this done in, like, 48 hours. And then they, like, fly from, like, Boston to Los Angeles. Or then from, like, Los Angeles to, like, Japan or something. And it's like, how did you... How do you still have, like... Eight hours left. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, no. Oh, it's because when they went forward to that time, they lost eight hours, so they got in right. six, and that's... I'm just kidding. <laughs> they, they made a box, and then they, they added the one, and they did this, and... Took the two away. So, 80 years old with liver cancer, and he's still alive... That's a tough yeah. bastard. That's really tough. So, Bruce Willis is really tough, knows Chinese, and knows how to find certain books at certain places. What else does he know? Like, he, he seems to know everything. Anything Sarah's character throws at him, he's like, well, it's just this or this. Right. It's it, so, that goes again with certain CIA movies. The concept of being in the central intelligence agency is to be smart, smart on mm-hmm. your toes. You would think that they would want to hire people that has like the highest IQ in the country. Yeah. Uh, how does Carl Urban track them down each time so fast? Yeah, seems- without cell phones. Yeah, it seems pretty quick, doesn't it? Does, it? it d- that part does seem real quick. Almost like he has a, a tracker on him or something. Yeah. But well, just, I thought so, too. Yeah. Well, so Marvin was given LSD every day for 11 years and still functions properly. Like, really? Like, that was my... Really? I mean, he kind of functions, but his brain's, like, 
a little out, out there. there. But he's right. Yes. That's the kicker. That's the kicker. Yeah, so his instincts are right, but... Yeah. Um, oh, here's one for you, which we don't find out until later. So, if... When Carl Urban's going into his house, we don't see that it's... I think it's two daughters at first, because we don't see the wife. I, yes. It's a quick, you see one kid and then you see another kid, but you don't see a wife. So I thought, from my impression of that, that he was a single dad. That's what I took from it, too. But we see the wife later on, later but it's on. never implied earlier. No. So I thought he was a single dad working at the CIA for his two kids, which would have added a more dramatic element to yes. that character. Good. So I you see him as a family man, I'm like, okay, that still works. But the dramatic feel would have been if he was a single dad with the two do- right. kids. Right, so he's he's spending all of his time doing this job to support his two kids. I mean, you're right. It adds this dynamic, dynamic feel. Dramatic feel, sorry. Right. Yeah. Towards it. And then you find out he does have, like I said, like we've said, doesn't make it bad. No, no. But I just but thought it, the way it was shot, it looks like it was just two kids. Right, instead that maybe of there was wife. a babysitter there that was just watching him. Yeah, that's right. Or his mother or something. Yeah. yeah. If it's on cable, are you watching it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. We, yeah, it's on. It's not a typical superhero movie, but it also uh, maintains some of this realistic elements of CIA movies, which I really liked. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if it's streaming with ads, yeah, I'd, no. wa- I'd watch it with ads. Uh, I yeah. would. I mean, yeah. if if you, th- I don't know if you do this, but most of the time, if I'm watching a movie and there's ads, I usually pick up my phone when an ad's running. You know uh, what I mean? I find, I find a way to watch movies without ads. Well, yeah, you I'm do sneaky. that. But like, if this is on cable, if it's on cable, yeah, I'm watching it. But if, if I have to go through 10 minutes of ads to get to it, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe so not. So there's some streaming services like, uh, God, every once in a while I am. Roku? Roku, right. That's, that's one of them. Those have too many ads. Yeah. Where you're only watching like maybe. Five, 10 minutes. Five, 10 minutes of the movie. And add, 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 right. add, add. If it's where on cable, you can actually watch like 20, 30 minutes. minutes in and chunks. And then it makes more add. sense. That's, That's right. okay. That's right. So if we're going with the Roku experience, I wouldn't watch it. That's right. I'm the right. same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like how it has a CIA connections too with just general CIA connections. That's really. Uh, I just like favorite. the fact that they're all old. Like you're watching a movie where it's these older people that in their prime were badasses, but they're still badasses. That's, you know what I mean? They, yeah. So they're so they're badasses now to think about how they were in their prime. What was your favorite part? And I'll say mine. So my favorite part. That's right. Would uh, like actors or the ca- lower uh, sound, the fighting. Like, what was your favorite? My favorite one thing that stood out more. All, all of the action scenes in it. Yep, they were done extremely well. I like. Oh, you see, you went a different way. I got, I got some. Else. So I love how all the act action was shown. It didn't seem rehearsed. It didn't seem over the top over, either. Like, over the or, top, uh, right. like if you watch a not Michael Michael Bay. 
Michael Bay movie. If you watch a not Michael, yeah, Michael Bay. If you watch a Michael, most of his movies, movies are over the, they're over the, over the top. top. There's always explosions. This had good explosions, but it wasn't over the top. It was just a fine most, balance of explosions. Most of, of them explosions. made sense. That's right. Where you'll you'll see it in a Michael Bay movie, you see a random car that's probably been sitting there for a million years, Parked. all of a sudden just blow up. That's right. Uh, my favorite part is the chemistry. Not just the chemistry between the actors like uh, Morgan Freeman, John Malkovich, and Bruce Willis, and Helen Mirren, but the chemistry of uh, Mary Louise Parker and Bruce Willis. It yes. does seem like it's organic from the start, and as the film kind of blossoms, we kind of think that they're a real couple. Yeah. Because they, they bicker back and forth, but they're not actually dating. Yep. But the bickering is so organic and so not rehearsed. It just seems to flow really naturally and that's where i like so their chemistry in though. the movie they're playing acquaintances friends that's the, right all of them together yes but you can see that in real life that they're also friends, friends and, acquaintances. and acquaintances so it it just really works and melds well and it just shows that as long as you pick the right people it'll work it'll work yeah but they're Bruce Willis sometimes doesn't really have strong romantic chemistry. Mm -hmm. Not now. Maybe in Moonlighting when he was a TV actor. Right, when then, he was a TV actor, but... Not as much I, now. I agree with that, He right. really had good chemistry this time around. It wasn't too bad in Die Hard with him and his wife. You See, could tell You could was, tell it was almost... In the first one, it was forced. forced. I was going to say, it was too standoffish. But in the second one, it was... It seemed better. I don't think I've ever seen the second one. I've always seen... With Vengeance with Sam Jackson. So the first one is first one, Nakatomi yeah, Tower, Tower, right? But that one seemed forced to me, their love relationship. I mean, really, I understand that they, they didn't were... Really seem in love. I understand they're supposed to be divorced and stuff, but even with like the hugging and kissing towards the end, it almost just seemed Four. like they're acting. Yeah. Right. Um, and the second one, it's more... Even though they're not in scenes most of the time with each other... You, you could tell they were husband and wife. So it kind of like gradually built, but it kind of took too long to build. Yeah. It shouldn't have taken until the second movie to realize. There's also, he also has really good chemistry in Death Becomes Her. Oh, yes. That's a good one too. That's a good one. He has good chemistry with those two. I don't know if you consider that, I consider that a comedy. That's a comedy to me. Comedy yeah. horror, but he has good chemistry with Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep. Like they all And he has hair. <laughs> well, something new. I'm saying they all work well together. You don't see that a lot with Bruce Willis and others. Neither have I, and I really like. Now that, that you said that, you know who directed it, right? No, the guy that just directed The Witches, Robert Zemeckis. Really? Yeah, he directed okay. uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Too. I heard. Uh, my wife just told me. Yeah. That uh, the witches was getting backlash. Really? For how what creepy? How creepy it was. Yeah, the witch is being portrayed creepy. It's In the, the witches. witches. Did you ever see the one with Angelica Houston? Yes. She was creepy. There weren't supposed to be good witches. Here's the thing. That one, so I've seen pre, I haven't watched the new witches yet because my family decided to disown me and watch it without me. But anyways, I've seen the original. So did I. And they didn't have access to CGI back then. So no, when they're pulling the faces, faces off, off and yeah it's like it's creepy. creepy it is creepy you're right we're, we're, we're talking about other movies now yeah right? I'll, yeah we'll, we'll get back on track yeah but that's what i'm saying like 
Stop it. <laughs> so we, we're on to our newest segment now, Great Oh Shit Moments. Um, I got one. Oh, you got one? Okay. You go. When he was right about that fucking woman. Yeah, I have when that he on was here too. Right about her. I think yeah, uh, yeah, I have that on there. She he, just comes out of nowhere with a freaking a, RPG. She, boom. And he just looks at Can I kill her now? <laughs> Old man my ass. Uh, he cooks the bullets and the real raid begin I thought that was the that, opening yes. oh shit moment. Yep. He even cleans her house. That's an oh shit moment. Because you don't expect it. Uh Carl Urban already has a lock on Bruce Willis and yep. steals a cop car. That's another oh shit moment I got. He stands out of the car, just stands out and just starts shooting. Oh yeah, when the door like yeah, yeah, lines yeah, up yeah. and he's just walking normally. That's I was like, oh shit. Um yeah, there's another one. Meeting the record keeper and it's Ernest Borgnine. Come yes. on. Um when we find out that Marvin was on LSD for eleven years, that's another yeah. one. <laughs> The uh, the Marvin shootout scene, which you've already mentioned, is yep. another oh shit moment. The rushing, helping out Frank break into the CIA. The general dropping his lens scene. That's a small yes. little oh shit moment. I like that. Victoria tells Frank he's a romantic. I mean, you could see it coming. Yep. Morgan Freeman giving an old-fashioned bitch slap to Richard Dreyfus. So good. It's so good. So good. Do you, do you think you know who I am? Right. Pop, pop. Um, the Russian comes... I like... See, this one is one of my favorites. The Russian comes to save the day last moment. Yes. He saves uh, Victoria. Yes. Last minute. Last I minute. Like, yes. I like that one. Because she's talking about this guy that she used to love. Yeah. Throughout this whole movie, she's saying, hey, don't I, don't... I never worked well with guys I've loved. And the last guy I loved, I put three rounds into. And we're watching this movie and, you know... We're seeing things happen, and it come to find out it, it was, was the, him. it was Ivan the yeah, whole time, the whole time. And when he saves her, that's worth it. Yeah. it's a nice little scene. It's I a like nice that. Scene. They do it. Those two have really good chemistry together yes. too. They yeah. play off well together too. Uh, the dance between Victoria and the Russian. Yeah, yeah. Talked about that. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. Uh, does it work as a whole? Like, was there anything that you felt it could have been a little better about it? Not really. I think it works. I think it works too. It works just fine. The there's some points where it's a little jumpy. It does jump around from place to place just a wee bit too fast. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if there was a conversation or some sort of connective tissue between each location, it almost felt like uh, chapters in a book. You have one chapter, but it doesn't really connect to the last chapter. Almost. Right. Yeah. So if there was only a little bit of connective tissue that would be there, that would be. That's my only thing I I saw. Yep. Um, Stanton's speech seemed a little flat. Like yeah. He just he seemed like he was just he wasn't really giving a shit. Yeah. It was kind of a dick, and I really a dick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all I really got. Oh, the vice president gets shot by the bad guys and the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> and then Red saved the day. Yeah, that's really what I got. Uh, reboots and remakes. All right, so. Don't talk about sequels, because we'll... Right, yeah. so... But reboots and remakes. I said I no. So this is where I'm at with it. Oh. oh. If every one of those actors in that movie die... Yep. So, let's say years and years and years in the future. Then do it. With the... Younger version. Younger... Well, not even the younger version, but... the The actors 
who we know and love from movies that we watched, now they're older. Now they are the actors for Red. You know what I mean? We, I grew up watching Bruce Willis. Yeah. Watching him, all these action films. Watching Morgan Freeman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Carl Urban coming up. That's right. Up and coming actor. That's right. So you take actors like now Chris Evans. Oh, you change it up? You make it a generational thing? You make it a generational thing. Now you have Chris Evans. Training people. He's now Bruce Willis's character. I got you. You know what I mean? But yeah. he's older. Yeah. No, he's, I get it. He's like 60 years old, just how Bruce Willis is. And, or maybe, what was he, 50-something? Yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? You match you, you the change, You change it up a little bit. Yeah, you yeah take, I can see that. You take our generation now, our, yeah. the actors we know. And then you change it up. And you just... I can, I can see that, but as a full-on remake or reboot, I don't I don't think it, it works because sh- it works really well already. This movie is fine. That's right. It doesn't, it need, doesn't to be, need to. The thing but is if you wanted to do a generational thing, I think you could. Do, but do it, do it like that. Right. But if you were going to completely... Redo it from scratch. Sit there and go, oh yeah, just forget about those movies. So no. like if you did a gender swap and you swap out all the... I don't, See, I don't do, like it. Neither do I. No. I'm just saying that that that's uh, options. I know they do that sometimes. I, mean, I don't. I don't mind it if they do it in a right way. If they do it, but I don't. I don't feel they need to with this one. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, sequel. Yes, there is a sequel, and we'll be talking about it on another episode. But yes, the sequel is good. Yeah, I mean everything. Yeah, everything works. Everything's great. Yeah, that's all I've got for Red. Um, If you like us, let us know uh, on Apple Podcasts by leaving a five-star review or any review. Tell us how we're doing. If you don't like us, let us know how we're doing. And please email us at CaptivatedMinds2 at gmail.com. Facebook, uh, CaptivatedMinds. And our Instagram is at MindsCaptivated. Thank you very much. All right, thank you.